0: Welcome to another episode of Passion for Passions. This is my podcast all about the soap opera passions. So, what's going on this week in the town of Harmony? I just watched episodes 253 to 258, and again, just a little snippet, but there is a decent amount of things going on. Although, like, it sometimes appears to happen. There seems to be sometimes there's like lulls in certain storylines. But either way, things kick off pretty interesting on the first episode where. Hank is in the hospital because he'd been beat up by mysterious men who wanted to do something. We don't know what. Um, I'm presuming he's some sort of hitman or drug person. I would assume hitman, though, because they seem very serious about not letting him leave. Either way, they gift him a gun and a box of chocolates. And uh, I love that because there's the whole drama of, is Sam going to see what's in the chocolate box? Um, he does not. But I found that pretty funny that that's how they would do that. Um, so yeah, he gets his gun for some purpose again i'm assuming he's a hitman why else would they be giving him a gun right that just seems strange either way we go um the other thing going on is sheridan and and louise have been lumped together once again because the fbi said louise has to protect her so he's there and there's a lot of silliness going on with them and their interactions such as when he thinks he hears a gunshot. So he runs out to the backyard. Like little back porch or lanai or whatever it is. Where Sheridan is sunbathing topless. And she's laying down. Um, face down. So Luis comes over and he's like. Oh my god she's dead. And I, could, I just bust out laughing. Because I'm mean, like. Why would you immediately think that? You know why wouldn't you just think. She's like sleeping or you know. Getting her suntan on. Why you immediately think she's dead. Um, either way thought it was funny so there's that kind of thing going on with them too and how they're gonna you know work out together um of course we got Teresa and Ethan who are heating up as Ethan is realizing some way somehow that he has something going on for Teresa in his heart because he keeps thinking about her and Teresa ups the ante by putting on the wedding gown Gwen's wedding gown so that Ethan comes in and sees her and Well, he doesn't see who it is at first, he just sees the back, so he's like, oh, it's my lovely Gwen, blah, 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 like, how you would mistake again, unless they're the exact same size, exact same body type, and, like, you can't see her hair or anything else, um, fine. But anyway, he finds out, oh my god, it's Teresa, and that's, of course, when Gwen walks in and is mad, because she's like, what are you doing in my gown? Fortunately, it appears this was not just Teresa's little trick the seamstress or whatever was actually working on the dress so she had to have teresa put it on to kind of do some alterations so whatever um but then something happens like a mirror breaks and they're like it's, that means seven years bad luck and kind of like "Ooh, taking aback back a bit but whatever you know these are just these things going on I'm like okay okay Maybe this means something, maybe it doesn't. I mean, remember on New Year's when everyone is like, Whoever's arms are in at midnight is who you're gonna spend the rest of the year with. Like again, why is that a big deal? Like the rest of the year? One year only? Um, and I don't feel like that has necessarily happened yet, where people are spend I mean, they are certainly interfering in each other's lives, but I wouldn't say they're spending the year with that person, at least not the way that was intended. Um, a good quote I heard from Tabitha in one of the episodes was, "She'll be up to her eyeballs in evil." Love that. Um, and there's this suggestion that um, ever since they were on the boat together, uh, Ivy and Sam, that Ivy had a kid with Sam, and that child is Ethan. She has not disclosed this to anybody yet, but that's the pretty clear intention as to, and that explains why she always feels really special about Ethan. You know, because she has other children, even though we never have seen them yet. Um, but she's very protective, of Ethan. And yeah, the implication is that's Sam's child. So he's not so he's not really a crane at all in that case, just by marriage, uh, from his mother's side, he's not actually a crane. Anyway. So that's going on and then I remembered, oh the prom still hasn't happened yet. Um so what is going on there is Kay has made a bunch of fake ballots that say that she is the prom queen and uh, miguel is the prom king i don't understand that because doesn't she want her cousin charity to win so that she stands under the bucket and gets fish guts dumped on her so why is she marking herself as the queen because then she'll be under the bucket i don't know i, I don't know what she's thinking anyway uh, whatever so we go back to sheridan's little ca- cottage and there's a shady person outside. They just see their gun. You know, you get a close-up of their waist and their gun. And uh, the person comes in. Louise battles with them. And it's Hank, who's come with ice cream. Of course, he also had his gun. And now it's kind of just like sprawled on the floor. So they kind of picked it up. Sheridan's very confused, but Hank does not really explain to her in any good way why she, why he has a gun. He's just like, I, it's not licensed. That's why I didn't want uh, Louise to see it doesn't explain why he has the gun. And that's, of course, one of the big questions, right? Why does he have it? What's going on there? Um, But that's happening. And they get away with it, basically. Elise does not find out. So just kind of going back and forth here. Um, We get back to Teresa, who's been, like, freaking out in the Crane estate. Like, just on the first floor. Like, I need to tell Ethan I love him. I need to tell him. And her mother... Is just like, you know, Pilar is like, you know, Omis oh, Dios or whatever, like, stop. Um, and she won't stop, right? Because uh, Teresa never stops. So then Teresa comes up to Ethan and Gwen when they're like, get all dressed up, ready to go to a party. And she's like, you have to choose. It's Gwen or me. And I was like, out loud, oh my God. You know, I was like gasping at this point because i was like oh my god is this it is this the moment where it's all gonna be revealed to everybody all at once of course it wasn't uh because Pilar just very quickly is like oh you know just about so- something nothing something nothing important uh it's what she wants you to answer um and teresa doesn't fight back she just like wilts away but i i don't know why i always fall for this because passions does this so many times where somebody says something extremely dramatic and that shouldn't be able to be reasoned away. Um, but people always end up reasoning away as something else, even though they really shouldn't. Um, but that was like the ultimate to me. I was like, oh my God, Teresa, I can't believe this right now. And I'm rooting for Teresa, but I was just like, oh my God, such drama. But of course, we just got sidelined again. So fine. Whatever. Um. Aside from that... Tabitha invites the children over to her house again. She's brought real pizza this time. Not like oven pizza. Like a baked pizza from the freezer. And while she's there she gives everyone presents. Including giving Charity an evil necklace. So Charity puts on the necklace. And she looks in a mirror and she sees hell. Or rather she just sees like a bunch of goofy flame effects. But apparently it's hell. She knows this. Um, And she sees Simone and Kay in the flames. And they're like screaming and they're not happy. So Charity goes back to the group and is like (laughs) I just saw Kay and Simone in hell. And everyone is like "Uh, You're just tired. You know you, you should be you haven't gotten any sleep lately. Like you're stressed about the part uh the prom and at that point i kind of realized everyone is gaslighting charity aren't they in a really weird and they're trying to be helpful way but they're all gaslighting her sort of because she's having some serious things that she keeps seeing you know and she's truly seeing them um but whether she was truly seeing things or she was just having some sort of kind of mental breakdown and seeing things that aren't actually happening, like, I don't I don't know. Even if that were the case, shouldn't people be caring of her and believing her? And as a result, again, maybe trying to seek her help, but they did seek help for her before and she seemed to get better. And so now she's back, but she's clearly not better, quote unquote, better. But now everyone's just like, they gave up, and I was just like, oh, don't worry about it. It's just, a uh, you're just, you know, you're just sleep-deprived. You're just stressed. It's fine. Um, so I feel kind of bad for Charity because she's, uh, she kind of has these issues. More, it's kind of more of a realization that she does know something is happening. Um, well, that kind of goes away for the next couple episodes because it seems like she stops kind of recognizing that things are strange, Or, like, maybe she's getting possessed or something. Because it keeps happening. First, she does it with Hank. When she's sitting with Hank, um, she suddenly goes into this different mode. And she's, like, telling him, don't do it. Don't do it, Hank. Don't listen to them. About, you know, the people who have been blackmailing him to get back into whatever he did before. But then she, like, suddenly snaps back to saying something else. So it's kind of like dual personality almost. Um, Even though that personality that's giving these warnings isn't evil... But it's somehow influenced by... I think it would be because the necklace just makes her powers stronger. Um, It's not necessarily making her evil, but it makes her powers stronger. And so that's why when she's talking to Hank, she can like kind of see... When she touches him, she can see kind of his stressed out thoughts that he's having or whatever. And is responding to those. And since she's a good person, she's trying to give advice. But it comes across as extremely creepy because Charity shouldn't know anything about this, right? Um and then charity's hanging that with sheridan next and she's like hey i like that scarf and Sheridan's like oh you're to have it um then when they touch hands charity sees sheridan's fears her childhood you know where she was traumatized with the blood in her hands and a person on the ground you know and so she's like talking about that the girl with the blood on her hands it's not over whatever so then sheridan gets freaked out too but then again, once again, Charity snaps back when someone else is around to be like, oh, this is a really pretty scarf, thanks. Um, which is extremely creepy, again, for Charity as well. So stuff like that, its it's like, okay, when this is happening, it appears that Charity does not realize that it's happening. So that's pretty interesting. That's kind of changing. Her powers are changing. Versus before when she had premonitions, she would see them and react to them very frightened about them now it just seems like she snaps into a different mode that is really perceptive and in touch with these powers but then she just snaps back to her normal self like kind of protecting herself in a way i don't know but we'll see what happens as that continues so yeah um after that it's finally the day of prom because everyone's getting ready for prom um and we have another moment where everyone in the household, in, like, the Bennett household, is in in a, like, flighty, excited, running back and forth between rooms, shouting at each other through rooms. And I was like, oh, I'm having deja vu right here. Did this already happen? And it did already happen, right? I don't remember. Off the top of my head, I was like, I don't remember when this happened. But I definitely remember this happening before because there was, like, also a little, sm- I don't know, smarmy. It was a little cutesy but stupid thing where the girls are like "Our guys worth it yeah um and the guys are like are girls worth it yeah like so silly uh but that didn't happen this time so i'm like okay this is a different scenario this is a different time where this is happening uh but yeah so everyone's getting ready tabitha has on for the prom she's gonna be a chaperone she's wearing a crown in her hair and she's wearing what to me looks kind of like a light cheetah print dress. And it's got like a little bit of a bustle going on in the back. And I was like, that's good, Tabitha. I love this look. Like, what is this? I love it. You know, this you as like the oddball neighbor is great. And this outfit is great. And it's perfect. And everyone else, all the other like um, chaperones are also kind of like parent chaperones are also dressed up real fancy for prom. I guess that makes sense. Um, so what's happening with the prom? Teresa was planning not to go because she doesn't have a date. But Gwen is like, Ethan, you got to go with her. Ethan's like, no. And he won't tell her why, of course. But obviously he feels like if he's going the prom with Teresa, something's going to snap and he's not going to be able to hold himself back anymore. And I find that very very soap opera-y because it's like really in real life you can control yourself that's an insult to men that's rape culture in a sort of way if you're gonna say like I know I can't control myself so I can't do this I can't go to a dance with her for a couple hours because I'm just gonna have to kiss her again I'm gonna have to do more like no you're not you're a grown man you should have control of your faculties um, That's the way I took it. But maybe they just meant in a sense that, you know, he already has feelings for her and he doesn't want to develop further feelings for her, which he feels he will if he goes on another, quote, day with her. I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's already an issue and he needs to deal with it in some way. Like, I don't know. If I were him and I were seriously having... What I felt was more than just a really brief infatuation with someone. And I was planning to get married to someone else. I would probably have to talk to this person I was planning to marry. Obviously, if you're planning to marry someone, that's a very serious commitment. Shouldn't you talk to them about this? I know it's going to hurt them to see that you kind of start having a twinge of feeling for someone else. But just talk to them about it so that they know and then they're not going to try to keep foisting you on this person that you don't want to see because you don't want these feelings to continue to, s- to spread. And I'm not saying, you know, he's going to talk to Gwen and say, no, I love Teresa instead. Just more like, for some reason, I started to have feelings for Teresa, and um, I think it would be best I don't see her anymore so that I can, you know, let this infatuation pass, and then we can have this marriage and not have any weirdness about it, you know? Um, that would be the mature thing to do, but this is a soap opera, so nobody is mature. The most that Ethan does is kind of, you know, confess to Sheridan that he does still have feelings for her and that it's dangerous potentially for him to be around her. But whatever. Um, And it does end up that, yes, he tries to pawn off this thing by trying to give uh, the date to someone in his law office. Again, how old is Teresa? How old are these people in the law office? Again, what is going on there? I mean, I guess Teresa could be 18 Or 17 if that was a legal age but a little weird um but it is what it is so and then finally the last episode um louise found a bullet in the wall because when he was wrestling with hank in the dark his gun went off and i'm like that is so bad like what are you doing why don't you have your safety on why just straight guns out like immediately with someone you don't even see who it is like what is that about Um, so anyway he finds his gun bullet in the wall but he also finds another bullet he's like oh this bullet could be old and I wonder what that's about because this place this cottage used to be my house so what you know when did this bullet get here was it something to do with my father blah 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 so he storms over to the crane stage with Sheridan and while Julian's on a call with his um, father he's like he's talking about the bullet and I was like yep Yep, And he's like, does this have something to do with Mara's disappearance and death? Potential death. And they're all like, no, 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 of course not. That's, that's silly. Um, but clearly it does have something to do with it. Because we don't see, um, I don't know who the, I can't remember who Julian's and Sheridan's dad's name is right now off the top of my head. I just thought in my head, Lucifer, but that's obviously not right. Anyway, you see the elder crane, just his hands. But he's like doing something with like a little vase and he breaks it in his hand. and like, ooh, ooh, that is some good hand acting. You can feel the rage even though he's still trying to keep his voice calm and collected and be like, oh, that's silly. You know, you can feel the rage and I love that. It's very Dr. Claw um, from Inspector Gadget. So I love that. Um, and we're getting little hits of what happened to the adults like in their prom like we see Sam was not at prom he just hung out with Ivy and got on with her in a little in a cool car Um and that Eve was also ditching her prom to be with Julian Ugh. Uh, but yeah it is what it is we all make bad choices when we're young so yes that's what was going on with them we don't know what went on with anyone else necessarily though because that's all the, the little insight we get Ivy's wandering around. She comes over to the to the Bennett house in her like feather boa that's black. It's quite an outfit. It's very fancy. And then she's like, "Oh yeah, I was just gonna go to the seascape by myself, but uh, can I be a chaperone at the prom too?" And they're like, "Sure." And Sam is pissed, of course, but Grace is like, "Go for it. That sounds like fun." And I feel bad for Grace because she just wants a cool new friend she doesn't realize that ivy's just playing her but you know whatever poor grace just is oh the ultimate like gaslight character in the show (laughs) um where every time she saw things that were happening and was just sort of told no (laughs) um yeah so anyway ivy's like i'm gonna go to the prom too um and she brought her cool bluish um car the same car that we saw in the flashback earlier that Sam and her were getting funky in. it's that same car so Sam's like oh gasping I'm surprised that Ivy kept that car was able to keep it but I guess they're wealthy like why not keep a million cars right so anyway thought that was interesting and we finally get to go to prom at least kind of We see people starting to arrive. Our main character is starting to arrive at the prom. And Charity looks at the disco ball. And she sees that same stupid vision again. Where everyone is like freaking out on the outside of the boat. And there's like a disco ball in the water. And I just I find that so funny still. I don't know what it's supposed to be. Like because is the boat even moving? Like because okay I went to prom on a boat. um, But it was like a boat that's also a hotel and it's just docked eternally. It doesn't go out on trips um, ever I don't think. So that's what I think of when I'm here that they're going to prom on a boat. I'm like oh yeah I did that too. But I suppose maybe their boat is actually going to go out on the waterfront. Like actually go into the lake or harbor or wherever it is. Which I think is Kind of a bad idea because some people get seasick. I mean, maybe when it's a huge boat like that. I guess maybe it's not a big a deal when you're on a big boat that you're not going to get seasick. Um, but I feel like that's a weird idea. They should have just, like, docked it and just had fun on it. But whatever. Who cares? Um, nothing has happened yet because people are still getting there. Um, and then... Oh, there's this part where Ivy touches charity's necklace because she's like oh that's an interest that's an unusual piece may i see it um and then she touches it and her like fingers get warm when she touches it she's like huh that's odd my fingers are warm it's like electricity or something and then tabitha is just like low-key not even comedic you know moment just says i have a feeling that more than her fingers are going to get hot and i was like ew tabitha ew um because ivy's clearly gonna try to make a move on sam at this event so it's like ew that's amazing like maybe they didn't mean it that way but that's the way i took it i was like ew tabitha don't be nasty anyway so yes i thought these episodes were kind of a bit slow because nothing really was resolved oh my god there was the whole thing again with chad and uh Chad because he's in the hospital still right because he got crushed by construction equipment or cement or something but he was okay you know he survived uh, because Eve gave her blood for him and she's a great doctor and she does everything to save him and he is saved but now that Chad is kind of conscious again there is this continual thing about does Chad like Whitney? Does Whitney like Chad? We think they both do, but they won't admit it to each other. So that's a whole thing that goes on, and there's still no admittance there um, one way or the other, you know. Um, there's still no prom. We haven't seen the carry moment or seen if that's even going to happen. Nothing's happened there. Um, so Charity has not potentially gone to the dark side or anything of that nature. We're still waiting. Of course, nothing has happened with Sam or Ivy aside from you know her trying to get him on the boat and falling into the harbor nothing has happened with Louise and Sheridan they seem to be bonding again but that's all at this point Um, you know there's no anything more at this point from them there's just a lot of things that are coming to a head potentially but we're not there yet and that's always I guess the frustrating thing about soap operas is they gotta just keep stringing you along with various storylines it's like I want something to happen. Of course I want to know what's gonna happen to Teresa and Ethan. Is something gonna happen to the prom? How long is the how how many episodes is the prom going to be? <laughs> that's something I wanna know. You know, it's definitely not just gonna be one episode. Uh, is it? Is it gonna be Or is it gonna be like a season finale type of episode that's really long? And so therefore you kinda of get the whole prom in one, like the drama. I would assume the prom will be maybe five episodes. I mean, if you count this as the first episode where they're arriving at prom, um, at minimum five. I don't know how many it really be. But I want to know what's going to happen. I also want to know, are we going to continue to have this heavy interplay between other storylines? Or once it's prom proper, we're going to stick with the prom storyline? Because sometimes it's done that. Like, when charity went to the hospital it felt like that was like the very big focus for a long time like almost the exclusive focus um i might be misremembering now but that's what it felt like i would be i didn't like that storyline so much but i'd be more than happy with an extended let's just focus on prom storyline because a lot of our characters are going to be there we've got um well grace is there sam is there because they're chaperones ivy's there tabitha of course uh oh eve russell is gonna be there because she decided to come so that means probably julian is somehow gonna show up at some point maybe that's the point he's not uh doing it ethan's gonna be there with teresa right miguel kay charity reese um jessica simone and whitney and chad most of the characters are going to be there, except for potentially Sheridan and Hank, Julian. Who else won't be there? Even Timmy's there, of course. I think he is anyway. I didn't see her carrying him when she was wearing her dress, but I was, I'm assuming he's going to be there. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of people who are all going to be on this boat. ready for the drama, right? So, Oh, is Louise going to be? Well, Louise is with Sheridan. I think, what was it, they were going to go to a party. Yeah, I think there was a party and they were going to go to that. Well, I don't know the resolution at this point because I think Luis was mad. He's like, no, you can't go uh, to the party. But I guess we'll see. Maybe they will go to prom. I don't know. They don't need to be there, really. Anyway, just suffice suffice it to say, I am looking forward to the damn prom. And I want it to be a big plot arc. But if it's super short, I guess that's okay too. But I would really like to see what happens. I want to know what the Carrie, you know, aspect is going to be. Because I love Carrie. Um, I want to know what's going to happen. I want to know. And that's the thing about these soap operas. You just get hooked. And I am extremely hooked on passions. <laughs> like, so much so that I'm just like cackling and gasping and everything live as these, you know, as these episodes air. I just cannot control myself. So, That is it for now. I'll be back with another episode soon with the next grouping of episodes. Thanks for listening. Bye.